you're, you're getting into your subconscious. Your brain waves are shifting mm -hmm. from your waking state into a deeper state. And, you know, that's going to be different for everybody. Yeah. Your experience is going to be completely unique to each individual. Mm -hmm. And you just, you know, kind of see what happens and be open to it. And it's, it is like magic. Yeah. yeah. Hi, oh. Welcome back, my learners, laughers, and leapers. Tis the season for salt. What are the health benefits of a salt cave session? In the name of research, my friends Jen and Meredith, oh hey ladies, and I visited the Whispering Cave to get the full salt cave experience. In this episode, I talked to the owners post-salt sesh to learn more about all their offerings. We start with yoga, then chat about guided meditation and the salt cave, Thai body work, and Reiki. Let's leap in! Yesterday, I went to a salt cave for a blissful experience at the Whispering Cave in Wyzetta, Minnesota, and I am joined today by the co-owners Greta Walsh and Michelle Henkel. So good afternoon, ladies! <laughs> Thanks for being here. Share a little bit about both of your background as it relates to this field of salt caves, meditation, and yoga. Well, I started um, teaching yoga about 11 years ago, and I've been teaching in uh, this community in Minneapolis for that whole time since 2008. And um, three and a half years ago, I think it's been now, Greta and I started to connect as friends. So I was teaching at the time when we met um, at Lifetime. Oh, and very she nice. approached me because of a story I was telling in class. And that story just kind of led into a more intimate kind of relationship because we had you know similar like experiences mm -hmm. because of the story. I think when... When she came to me, it was, for me, it was like a moment of seeing a student incredibly vulnerable, right? Mm -hmm. And what I felt very connected to her, I like, I felt connected energetically. I think our, we know our souls have been like, um, in past lives, like we feel like connected in like, like we feel like a sisterhood, mm -hmm. that sort of closeness. So when we then met again, I think the conversation just kept going and going. And we started to realize that we both had these like visions of maybe like creating something together. Yeah. And it just kind of organically happened without even us really knowing it. Because at one point I think I was like, I don't even know how this is happening. Because <laughs> I think it was just supposed just to Just felt natural. Yeah. yeah. Like it would just, everything that was happening just naturally fell into place. Mm-hmm. So. You've had the Whispering Cave for three? No. Or how long has it been open? Yeah, we've only been open over a year. But before that, we were running like a retreat business. So we were doing retreats up north. Well, we did that for like almost a year. We did it almost two years. Yeah, we had our little um, events and retreat business, and it actually was under a different name. We called mm -hmm. it Wild Hearts Yoga, and that remains our LLC official name. But now we're doing business as the Whispering Cave because we wanted the cave in the title of the sh the studio, just because we have yeah, salt, salt cave, cave. Yeah. right? <laughs> so, but we did all these little events, but we kept thinking to ourselves, "Gee, we need some place." We need like a home. Mm -hmm. We didn't have a brick and mortar. It was difficult to build a community, which was definitely part of our shared vision, without a home, without a studio. So that's how the Whispering Cave got born. And how did you pick that location? It kind of picked us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Seems to happen quite a bit uh -huh. in your life. So. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. There was a lot of universal synchronicities yeah. that made this all happen. So... 
yeah, we just, I, I saw the sign in the window and there we went from there. Yeah, it's a perfect location for us. I always wanted to be in YZ because it's not far from my home, super close to Michelle's home. I didn't want, I didn't really want to drive into the city, although I love the city, but there's a lot of yoga in the city and we felt like it was time to bring a more traditional model, quote unquote, real yoga that is got grounded in all kinds of rich traditions to the suburbs. Mm -hmm. And we've really seen that there's a need. Yeah. Talk about those traditional forms of yoga. What kind of classes you offer? That's what's unique about our space, too. And especially out in the suburbs, because I think what you um, experience out here is more of a physical practice. Mm -hmm. And um, our studio, we have teachers that teach Ashtanga, which is an old tradition, Iyengar. You don't ever see that around. We do meditation. We do yoga nidra. We have restorative yoga. We have yin yoga. I mean, the list goes on. And um, I think that makes it unique, and especially for a small studio, because it, sometimes in studios, they just have one style of yoga. Mm -hmm. And um, I think we're really lucky and blessed to have the teachers that we do. Can you dive into those separate types of yoga that I haven't really heard much about? Well, Iyengar is... Um, based off of a man named BKS Iyengar and he almost like a guru he developed this style of yoga it's incredibly mindful you go in increments with minute detail to get into a posture so it's the people who teach it have to be certified in it mm -hmm. and it's excellent for people with any kind of limitations mm -hmm. Uh, but it's really excellent for everyone because lots of times you get into a yoga class, it's moving very quickly, you may be kind of new at it, and you're whipping into those postures and you're not in alignment. And it's yeah. dangerous, you can get hurt. This teaches you the postures perfectly. So are you staying in each posture longer? Yes, okay. they tend to hold them longer. Yeah. It's a much more instructional type class than... Um, than like a hatha class or a vinyasa class where you're kind of moving fluidly from one posture to the next. And one of the things that she does is she uses the props. So she'll have a chair, mm -hmm. she'll have blankets, and then maybe blocks. Mm -hmm. So then she'll get you in a posture with all, like whatever prop she's using. And then she'll actually come over and like move your body or the prop to get it in the correct position. position. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. It's almost I, like military in a way. You're like, what? I didn't know. <laughs> I was doing forcing that. my body. Okay. Right? The Iyengar teacher is really knowledgeable oh. in anatomy. So like, very you know, cool. way more than I would think most two hundred or five hundred hour Absolutely. teachers that are trained out there. It's a specific training. Yeah, that's interesting. Really, I would yeah. love to try it because I think that's so helpful and it's what a lot of instructors, like you said, are missing or they're just, they might have it in the back of their head, but they're not sharing it with the class. Mm -hmm. And so maybe you've been doing the wrong position mm -hmm. the whole time. If you look in the mirror, you think that you're doing it right. But until they come around and adjust your hips or whatever it is, like it makes a huge difference. Yeah. And that's what we hear. Our students are like, oh my gosh, like yeah. I have yeah. no idea because we create these patterns in our body. Mm -hmm. And so then the patterns, we just keep doing it. Mm -hmm. So until we have to, we have to reprogram it. So it's over and over and over. Iyengar is um, deceptively hard. You don't really <laughs> think that much is happening until you go home in the next day, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. Speaking from <laughs> experience. Yeah. You're activating muscles that haven't been probably fire for a while because mm -hmm. you know? so you've been true. in your patterns yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. other types of yoga that you mentioned hatha um, hatha is traditional and like it 
how would I explain it? So there's fire, meaning like there's a physical piece to it, and then there's the moon part of it, which is the cooling like energy. Mm. Like so, it kind of like you'll you'll rise up and then you'll come back down. But it's um, posture to posture. The teacher will maybe sequence it around like maybe opening the heart or opening the hips, and then all the postures from that will you know, relate to that. I asked Michelle and Greta what their favorite types of yoga are. Michelle said vinyasa because it's like a dance. In vinyasa, you move from one posture to another using breath. It's actually referred to as flow yoga. Michelle used to be a dancer and she loves to move, so vinyasa makes a lot of sense to her. And for Greta, she loves restorative yoga. She loves teaching restorative yoga. It gives the body a chance to rest. You're holding a posture for up to 10 minutes but you're supported with props like blankets and pillows and she explained to me that we're supposed to be in rest and digest mode 90% of the time and we're not and that has caused all sorts of disease restorative yoga allows the body to repair and restore so what is the student favorite we've attracted so many different types of people some people are just coming for restorative Mm -hmm. some people just come for vinyasa some Hmm. people come just for meditation in the salt cave. I mean, that's what we thought was nice to offer these things so that people could find their 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 niche. niche. Although Mm -hmm. we do try to explain to them, you should try a little bit of everything to give your body a little more balance. Yeah. But people do what they want to do. (laughs) Let's talk about the salt cave experience. So I want to tell you kind of what my experience was, and then I want you to elaborate on that. I went in with my friends and we got to enter a cozy room with weighted blankets, yoga mats, eye covers, pillows. Greta tucked us in. She's like, let me just, you know, tuck your feet in here. And I didn't really smell anything at first, but she kind of walked us through, this is what you're going to see, smell, or you hopefully shouldn't be seeing anything because your eyes are closed, but visualize maybe. And she told us beforehand, you know, I'm going to walk you through a guided meditation for about 25 minutes and then I'll exit quietly, and then you kind of do self-meditation, I suppose Mm -hmm. you could call it. And then you would come back in and use the beautiful bowls Mm -hmm. to create a sound bath. Mm -hmm. And that whole time, it's a whole hour, the halo generator is going off, and so the salt is coming out the whole time and she said by the end you should maybe taste it on your lips but you're breathing it in and you're breathing through your nose that whole time what else do you have to add to that i did a pretty basic guided meditation with a technique known as 61 points where it's a rotation of consciousness where you basically get the person to focus on different areas of the body just draw all their attention to these different areas of the body and it moves pretty rapidly Mm -hmm. um, throughout the body they're hitting the major nadis or energy centers in the body so it's meant to move the prana move the energy through to um, bring balance and ease and it does promote a deep sense of relaxation Mm -hmm. lots of times people will fall asleep during that practice i also got you grounded just made that connection to the earth talked a lot about your breath you know focusing on your breath because that's really the cornerstone of any 
yoga practice. Yeah, and then you guys got to chill in the salt and just kind of go on your own drift. I just, I suggested to you that you just drift and be. Mm -hmm. And when I came back, everybody looked pretty conked out. A couple of people looked like they might have gone <laughs> yeah. to sleep, which is great because that means the body needed that. Mm -hmm. So that's what you want. Um, and then I played the singing bowls, and each one of our crystal singing bowls is aligned to a different chakra, one of the seven major energy centers in the body. And I believe I went from crown to root so that when you were done, you'd be grounded again. Can you share with everybody what you told us before about one of the ladies that came into the studio, what she said? Oh my gosh, I thought it was so funny. She, she's, I want to know. One time I did a meditation with this woman and she popped out and she looked at me and she goes, well, that was better than tripping. <laughs> and honestly, so I, I was experiencing some weird things in my body that I wasn't sure if I was supposed to go there. So I kept mm. kind of resetting my mind. Like my body was separating from my head and it either felt really heavy, like my limbs felt really Really heavy or they felt so light that they were just like drifting off apart from my head <laughs> and so but I don't know if you're supposed to just let that happen or if you're supposed to go okay you could die if you <laughs> let no, go you won't die and there is no supposed to so you just have right. to be open to receiving the experience it's different from for everybody there is absolutely no right or wrong you're, you're getting into your subconscious your brain waves are shifting mm -hmm. from your waking state into a deeper state and you know that's going to be different for everybody yeah the experience is going to be completely unique to each individual mm -hmm. and you just you know kind of see what happens and be open to it and it's Curious. it is like magic yeah, yeah. So do you also teach or do the guided meditation for those I'll classes? I will do it once in a while, but it's definitely not my thing. Okay. Yeah. Well, she's, Greta, she's got the gift for it. Yeah. She yeah. has a very calming voice. And there were a couple drift off moments for me. <laughs> I honestly thought, even when she was prefacing us, like, okay, I'm going to leave, you know, for a while. I thought, oh, we're probably going to get chatty and, you know, talk about how it's going. And man, this is a weird <laughs> experience, but nobody said a word. So I knew, I mean, even for me, myself, I'm like, um, I'm just doing my own yeah. thing here. It's, it's pretty cool. Dropping it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a beautiful moment mm -hmm. when that happens. Yeah. yeah. So talk about some of the health benefits from consistently, because you mentioned, you know, it's not a silver bullet, it's not going to happen in even one or two visits, but over time, what some of the health benefits can be? Some of the health benefits can, I mean, we have um, one client that has like a lung condition. He, at first, he was coming like twice a week. He was taking steroids. Do you remember what it was? It was a chronic bronchitis. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so he was taking steroids and he didn't want to take that anymore. So he had heard about the salt and so he st started to come in like twice a week, then it became once a week. Mm -hmm. And I think he did that for like two, three months. Yeah, pretty and long time. And literally off the steroids. His oh my gosh. Like, what? Yeah, his pulmonologist was like, what have you been doing? What do you mean you're, you're off steroids? Your lung function is completely back. The doctor thought it was because of the steroids that yeah, it was well, bad. he couldn't believe that this person had taken himself off the steroids, but had had such Success. profound shift yeah. in, in his health and his lung function. And he feels like he can go back to the gym now. Holy you know, smokes. He, can keep, he, he doesn't get out of breath. And he isn't on steroids. Right. Wow. So it was, for him, it was extremely effective. And he's probably the one client we've had with a serious lung respiratory condition 
that's come on a regular basis and we've seen yeah witnessed yeah yeah because all the literature on a halo generator says that this is what it's good for for your respiratory mm -hmm. system but we got to see it actually happen with this man and it was it was pretty cool well and hopefully he's spreading the word too you know and letting mm -hmm. other people know that hey this is the type of success and change that mm -hmm. i've seen and mm -hmm. maybe more people like him would mm -hmm. come yeah for asthmatics it would be incredible um with allergies. COPD, yeah, allergy. People with allergies have been saying they breathe yeah. better. Do you guys feel like salt caves are relatively new? I mean, is it hard to get people to understand the impact that it can have? I would say yes. I mm -hmm. think, I mean, salt caves have been around for thousands of years yeah. right? in, in Europe, but um, here in um, our culture, it's fairly new. So yeah, educating people on an alternative way of maybe healing. Greta, you mentioned the history of the salt cave yesterday. Can you talk oh, a little bit about that? Sure. It's interesting. The miners in yeah, right? the miners in Eastern Europe where there's naturally occurring salt caves, you know, several hundreds of years ago, people began to think, why are these guys who aren't exactly, you know, the pictures of health? I mean, miners, you know, they're rough and tumble sort of guys. <laughs> mm -hmm. They were living extra long and they had this amazing robust health and people began to maybe think, well, maybe it's the salt air. So they started to go to these salt caves like an ecotourism kind of thing and just hang out and breathe in the air. And they noticed at that point that they were feeling better. So translate that to the here and now, we have these generators that you can really put into any room. Mm -hmm. How the room looks is doesn't matter so much. Okay. Sometimes you'll go into one and it's very theatrical and looks like a cave, you know, and it's kind of cool. And they'll have salt all over the floor and there's stalactites and whatnot. But they have the generator. That's what makes the therapy happen, mm -hmm. is that gen generator that's grinding the therapeutic. Well, it's actually a pharmaceutical-grade sea salt into microscopic particles. That's and what yours specifically is doing, the one that what, you have installed, yeah, too? that's one that we have, and that's what pretty much anybody who's running a salt cave in the country will have. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But we made ours look a little more like a meditation space to, mm -hmm. to dovetail with our yoga because we really believe in both the power of meditation and then you layer in that salt therapy on top of it and you have something kind of unique. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a double whammy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. It's a double whammy. <laughs> double whammy. Of wellness. Of wellness. <laughs> Any other offerings? Your uh, Reiki. No, Reiki. Reiki. Yeah. 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 We have you can tell I've, I've never had a healing session before. <laughs> But your friend who was with you, yes. she said she studied it at the yeah. U. So, I'm interested to and, learn more about yeah. that. So um, Reiki energy healing work is also an ancient practice. It comes from Japan. There is a spiritual aspect to that. It really is drawing on the divine light of your understanding through the Reiki practitioner, channeling it through their hands to the person on the table. And it's done fully clothed. It is a, a healing hands, like healing touch kind of modality. And it works with the chakras, moves the energy through again. It's incredibly relaxing, excellent for insomnia, anxiety, depression. It can help with aches and pains, but I really see it more for the subtle bodies, the emotional body. Mm -hmm than um, the physical body so much. Although it's giving you again that deep rest. You get into your parasympathetic nervous system and the body gets probably the equivalent of like three hours of sleep laying on a Reiki table. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. In your sessions, they're laying down and you're yeah. touching their hands. Mm -hmm. And I'm how long the is the session? Body. You're laying oh. your hands. Yeah. The practitioner lays 
his or her hands on the client's body in different points. Again, associated with the nadis or the energy points, the the chakras, etc. Can you do this virtually? Because I've seen some that offer that. You can you can send the energy (laughs) through the air. Through the phone. Well just no, just through the air. (laughs) Through the energetic field. You don't need to be on the phone. Okay. If someone gives you permission, you can virtually lay your hands upon your image of that human being and send the energy that way. Has that worked for anyone that you've tried it I've on? done it, and some people have felt relief, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So how long do the sessions last? Those are, the first one's an hour and a half, and because there's an intake process, and we like to get to know people. From then on, they're about an hour, and, and we book them into the salt cave so you have the option of adding on salt therapy too which again double whammy of wellness yeah yeah how much energy does that take for you to do a healing like that it takes a fair amount Um, are you just exhausted no i'm not just it lifts me up it definitely fills me up because you're touching into your understanding of spirit Mm -hmm. you know your you're, you're the universal love. And so in some ways, she's getting Reiki as well, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. There's an exchange happening. Mm-hmm. So Interesting. It's powerful. Yeah. 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 What kind of feedback have you gotten from your clients in that Huge. setting? People love this. We, I, I must work on three to four people a week. We wow. get lots and lots of calls for it. Mm-hmm. Places like the Mayo Clinic are now telling their patients to go and receive Good this sort of work. Yeah. So the West is beginning to, I like to say, catch up with mm-hmm. the ancient East. Yeah. Nice. And um, I'm really surprised. Yeah, it's pretty cool, especially for things like anxiety. So it's, yeah, it's a powerful healing modality. And then we also have Thai body work. You want to speak yes. to that? Thai body work is basically like just really easy. Um, your body, it's not like massage, like you would think it would yeah. be. It's like a moving massage. So you would maybe be going through different yoga postures. It's a lot of yoga, but she manipulates your body like a dance. And she's moving some of the energy through like meridians. Is this a Mm one-on-one? Okay. Yeah, and you you do it on the floor. So she, the the woman that does it, she's very active. She just moves your body and you just kind of let her move your body. It's unbelievable. So you guys, have you tried it? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Many times. And it's very powerful. I like it better than traditional I do too. Swedish massage. I think it's far more effective. Mm-hmm. She's going to use her body weight to move your body into a stretch in many hmm. ways. Yeah. And, um, but again, connected to the, the energy centers because it's an Eastern practice from mm-hmm. Thailand. It's really a beautiful thing. And you're fully clothed on the, a futon on the floor. Mm-hmm. And... Um, well, the last time she worked on me, I burst into tears. So oh something gosh. in me was moving energetically that needed to be released. Wow. Because mm-hmm. we all, like our bodies hold different like memories trauma. or stories or trauma. So then when you start to move the tissue and, and the energy, it's a pulse almost like the way the body's moving, mm-hmm. it gives it room to release. Hmm. Yeah. Right. So this is one instructor that 
teaches this? A Thai body worker, yeah. We have her on staff. Her name's Christine. Okay. And she's very highly trained. Yes. She's got There's many different levels of that training, and yeah. she's got, like, all of them. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's a big commitment. Yeah, yeah I'm sure. Journey. Talk about the women's circle or circling uh, that you do with Jewelweed. Yeah. yeah. Jewelweed and, and the Whispering Cave have partnered to bring some women's circles to the community mm-hmm. four times a year. It was Jody idea which is a brilliant idea mm-hmm. to do it based on the elements so each each um, season has an element associated with it and a direction so we are headed into fall mm-hmm. which is the direction of the west and the element is water so we will be doing a ritual around this there'll be things we'll be learning and talking about she's going to bring some goodies from jewelweed Ooh, crystals and yeah yeah i think a hydrosol or something Mm. we're gonna create a little bit of art using water from the minnehaha creek little watercolor because in the energy center centers the the second chakra is associated with the element of water and that's a lot about creativity I mean, if you think about it, that's where we're all conceived mm-hmm. is in the womb space, and, and that's where the second chakra lies in a woman. I don't know what you so call the man, that in a man doesn't have one. Well, no, maybe. he has one. He's just, just in a different area. No, it's the same spot. His fertile area. Yeah, it does house the organs of reproduction and elimination. So right. it's a lot about release and birth. Release right. and birth. Interesting. So we'll be doing a meditation, we'll be doing a restorative yoga pose, and we're going to let the women talk because we discovered the first time we did this with Jewelweed last fall, we only did one last year, the women really have things to say and they want to share and it doesn't matter if they don't know each other. Mm -hmm. They feel safe in a container of confidentiality and they want to share their story they want to bring forth their truth and they want to use their throat chakras (laughs) now how many women are in the circle typically well we're capping it at 12 because our space is so small but is it in your space or jewelweed it's in our space yeah but we're totally partnering with Jody yeah. and Jewelweed. And, and we don't want it to be too big because then there won't be space for the women to share. So, yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. And so is it upcoming? Yes, or did it's it already... on Friday the 20th, the first Ooh. one. But we do lots out. of other... Oh, no. I was yeah. like, oh, maybe I'll sign up. It's totally it's sold, sold out. out. Yeah. yeah. But I'm going to put all four of them up so people, on yeah. the website so people can book ahead because these will be very yeah. popular. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We do lots of different fun events, but this is... This is one that's pretty cool because it's in partnership with them. Yeah. Yeah. So we do we do events. We have an event called Nourishing the Inner Soul that um will it's it's like a it's every Friday. It starts fall and winter season and it's the last Friday of the month. Last Friday of the month, yes. <laughs> I, well, we always have a This is why it's good to have two people <laughs> to kind of go off each last other. Last Friday of the month. And then we do restorative and Reiki. So, so Michelle calls the poses and I go around and lay hands on. Yeah. Now, do you guys still offer your retreats? We don't, but we're working on that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Are there other events coming up that we should know about there's that a- aren't sold out? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, can, no, people can still sign up. There's a Reiki training this coming oh, Saturday. Cool. Yeah. Um, a man is coming in to attune people to Reiki energy and train them. 
His name's David Thomas. Um, we mm. have another woman coming in named Levity on the 29th of the month to do a shamanic breath work oh, journey. Whoa. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Sounds intense. Yeah, and you should be able to just sign yourself up. I did. Up. Okay, good. <laughs> just sign yourself up, darn it. And we will often have another shaman named Mary Newstrom, Newstrom come in, and she does cacao ceremonies mm. with journeys. And those are very popular. Yeah, People love those. Yeah. Cool. A lot of this stuff is on your website, right? Yes. So people mm-hmm. can look up Absolutely. events that are upcoming. Yeah. yeah, we tend to put the events on for the upcoming month. It, we, we notice that if we overwhelm the site with too many events, it just, I think it's overload for people. So we sort of wheel Gradually them out. introduce. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and are there any myths that you can debunk as it relates to your practice, whether it's in yoga, meditation, or the salt cave? Well, I think for yoga or the physical practice, like I think a lot of people have this idea that first you have to be flexible. (laughs) Not even I go to yoga and I'm not so. Yeah, or they feel like it's you just sit and do nothing, right? So completely not true, right? Yeah. The thing about yoga, you just show up and um, yoga meets you. (laughs) It's this connection. That's all it is. Mm -hmm. Union with like light spirit. But I think a lot of people have to be in the right headspace because Absolutely. some of them can come in with that negative vibe and they're not getting any of that. They have to be open to it. Yeah, and I think the people that are open are already walking through the door. The people that are not ready just won't walk through the door. Yeah, Yeah. good point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anything else about the salt cave or meditation that you've heard that you have to dispel well like we talked about it's it's there is no right or wrong um it's it's incredibly meditation is an incredibly difficult lifelong practice Mm -hmm. and if your mind can be still and empty for a half a fraction of a second you're doing good yeah we just aren't programmed to have a quiet mind it's just not part of our cultural experience we're meant to figure things out to orchestrate to control to worry to you know, to do do to do 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 do, 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 do. Right. yeah, to think ahead to the next thing, the next thing, the next thing, instead of just being present and in the here and now. It's a that is a lifelong practice. I did want to mention that a blog post that you wrote, "No Time Like the Present." So, if you get an opportunity, go onto their website and look at the blog section where she talks about why it's important to stay in the now mm-hmm. rather than the million other things that are in your head it's important but really hard and so you never beat yourself up about that we have to have compassion for ourselves and the human condition that we're given Mm -hmm. i always think about this like just trying on like find your breath like that's the first even just like the inhale and exhale like Mm -hmm. okay let's say you're just like and if you take an inhale and an exhale already reprogrammed or repatterned you know yeah one of the things that Greta said in the session yesterday was how long are you inhaling and how long are you exhaling is your inhale longer than your exhale and mine was so short then I had to really refocus on extending the breath and you don't I think a lot of people don't realize how like rapid it goes well, yeah. unless well, you're really yeah. focusing on we're a it. Culture of shallow breathers. Or yeah, fight flight. we're on that response mm-hmm. constantly, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. in order to like get that, di- you know, the diaphragm like active, like coming into the belly, it's it's reprogram. You have to, re- you know, mm-hmm. you have to really think about it. Yeah, you spend time with your breath mm-hmm. to find it, and it will. You'll always come like back if you're feeling stressed. 
you'll be here. <laughs> right. But yeah. then when you become more aware of it, if you practice it, you're like, oh, bring it down to the belly. It I, changes everything. Yeah. I forgot to look at my um, heart rate to see how low it was, but now I have to go back and see where it was tracking. Yeah. That would be yeah. really cool. That would be yeah. interesting. Well, you know, the adepts, the, the, the serious enlightened ones who have been practicing meditation for, you know, their entire lives, those heavy-duty guys and gals, they can stop the heart rate. And they can really the breath. Yes. And they Isn't live just fine. Oh. <laughs> and then they levitate. <laughs> Yikes. Born again. Okay, anything else that you guys want to add in closing? We want to thank, I guess we want to thank the community. We've been really blessed with this yeah. community that we've been building. And, and, and now it's no longer about anything that we did. It's become its own entity. Uh, having a business is like giving birth. And at first, <laughs> literally. Yeah, literally. And oh. at first it's an infant, you know, and it requires mm -hmm. a lot of care. Attention. And, yeah. And now it's a toddler and, you know, <laughs> she's got her own mind yeah. and she's got her own will and and it's cool to watch it growing and the mm -hmm. people that come are really supportive of one another and they've yeah, created exactly. something just by virtue of their energy and their dedication to coming to the space well and i mentioned this to you yesterday but i think wyzetta is a really great place to have a business like this mm -hmm. i think it is becoming more popular and accepted in that area so like having jewel weed and mm -hmm. some of these you know health and wellness boutiques mm -hmm. um it's just it's really cool to see yeah you can feel the shift we opened yeah. we yeah. opened a month before jewel weed did and okay. she was actually meant to open at almost the same exact time but she ran into some glitches mm -hmm. so she opened a month afterwards and in our world there is no coincidences yeah. there's only synchronicities yeah. so head into the whispering cave too and this is from your website relieve stress, reduce toxins, and find your bliss through salt therapy and meditation. Thank you, ladies, for coming. Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode of Learn Lively, please take five seconds to give me a five-star rating on iTunes and like and share with your friends. Till next time. This episode is brought to you by ProSoul, where Microsoft Office experts create custom solutions to meet your unique business needs. Learn more at www.prosolmn.com. Problem solved.